just give it. We'll just start? Yeah. Okay. Just a little intro. Song first, then talk. See, I don't know. We'll Pretty good. Start with a trucker song. Yes, sir. Then later we'll end with, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe seven, a cowboy song. A seven Spanish Angels. Didn't seven you use, Spanish Angels. Didn't you yeah, I used to, to know that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to the cat. Should we call it the Capo Podcast, or should this just be Hometown Heroes every time? This can be Hometown Heroes. Hometown Heroes Part Two. Yes, sir. 
the electric bugaloo. Hometown Heroes Part 2. Uh, what's another good sequel? Sequel, just, uh, I don't know. Electric Boogaloo. No, that seems like a pretty extravagant for the topics I think that we're going to be on hand tonight. Yeah, I stole it from a show I like. But anyways, we're here. It's uh, Friday, May the 27th. Uh, We're out in no man's land. We're going to talk about a couple things that have been going on in the world. We're going to talk about masculinity and how that relates to all the things that are going on in the world this week. And I, I say all the things like the thing is probably the Uvalde shooting and the other shooting right before that and the other shooting right before that and the other shooting right before that. Got a lot of shootings going on. Got a lot of shootings going on. What's it been? Has it been two? Two in the last week, ten days? Yeah, at least two. I think it was three. Then... But the Uvalde one is the one that's got everyone's... Well, I say, like, has got everybody's attention. The other one before that was... Uh, at the supermarket, and that one was also horrendous and awful, but the Uvalde one was in elementary school, and yeah. that is, I would say, why it has everybody's attention. Yeah. So, run me through it. I mean, we all kind of know the basic stuff, but I, I didn't keep up a whole lot with it. What are what are the facts on the whole deal, more about the shooter, what happened of, uh, I guess, the timeline of the day? Do you know? Well, I don't remember his name, and I wouldn't even say it if I remembered it, because I think that's a good practice is to not give the shooters any press as far as their name goes, because I think that is a driving force to these things. But he's 18 years old. He has no father in his house. His mother's a druggie and a piece of crap. Mm -hmm. He's living with grandma, which... uh, Grandma must have not done a very great job with her own kids, or she wouldn't be raising her grandkid. Yeah. And this seems to be the story for almost every single school shooter. There almost always no home, broken home, no dad. It's always no dad. Almost always no dad. And that's the like the social aspect. And then yeah. on the other hand, it's it's always a gun free zone. Like I don't know. Yeah, 90, I, I heard a statistic the other day. It was like 90, at least 94% of the time, depending on what study you look at, is it's a gun-free zone. Yeah. And schools are gun-free zones for almost, for the whole part. Like even, even in Beaver, which says like in Beaver, Beaver has a policy where if somebody is cleared to carry at the school, they can carry Mm-hmm. And so there's this there's this idea that like oh there must be a lot of teachers at Beaver that are carrying. Mm-hmm. No, there's not because the Oklahoma law says if to be cleared to carry, you have to pass a law enforcement cleat course. Yeah, and that costs money and that costs time. So unless your teacher is an ex, you know, an ex cop or somebody who went through cleat, they're not carrying. Now, I don't know if there's anybody at Beaver Carrying. I kind of think there probably is. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like say who they who I think they are because that would kind of defeat the purpose. But um, but obviously there was nobody immediately at the school in Uvalde that was. Well, I don't know if that's so true. Like, 
Throughout the timeline that I was listening to some Initially, stuff it came out that there was. Well, this was... But they backed off on that. They came... What I seen earlier today... Don't hold me to facts. I'm not a journalist or anything, but... Uh, it was kind of... It was premeditated. I think he, he knew he was yeah. going to do something since the day before where... Uh, I think he put out a... Posted it online. Posted it online, put a couple of pictures of him with the, the magazines, the pictures of the magazines. And his rifles, and, and I'm going to talk says, about that too. He said something to the lines of uh, kids beware tomorrow or kids should be scared tomorrow. Something like that. I don't know what he posted. I know he posted pictures of his guns. Uh-huh. And my first question is one of the, one of the two rifles that he's bought was a Daniel Defense AR. And if you aren't really familiar with ARs, you wouldn't know that Daniel Defense is a very pricey AR. Mm-hmm. And I want to know where, a, where an 18-year-old, like, he's he seems to be a lower class, low, lower socioeconomic class type of person, judging by seeing him and, like, uh, interview with his mom and all that. Where did he get the money for a Daniel Defense AR, which is a it's a top tier AR. It's like a I don't know, 2 2000, $2, $3000 gun. Really? Plus so. a plus an EOTech, which is one of the most expensive optics that you can buy. Yeah. Plus 400 rounds, probably coming in at 80 cents a round or better depending on where he bought it. And then he bought another AR. He had two ARs. Where does this kid get that much money to buy top-tier hardware? Oh, and he had a plate carrier. He didn't have plates, but he had a plate carrier, so they thought he had body armor, but he didn't. Hmm. So there's one question I I would really like to know the answer to is where where did this money come from? Did they find out where he bought the guns or anything? What store? That hasn't come out either that that I've seen. Because that's usually one of the first things that comes out, and I haven't seen anything on that. Okay, so part of the timeline. So before before anything went down, the day before, he posted a couple signals, you know, that were questionable. That, hey, this kid could be off the rails to be able to do something crazy. Especially threatening, part of the threatening part of it. He mentioned kids, young kids, mm-hmm. at this deal. And that I think he... Part of the fight, he got in a fight with his, he was getting in a fight with his grandma early that morning and shot, shot her in her. the face. She lived. So far she? as I, far as I've, up until now, I haven't heard she died. Not for sure. Like I said, I was, been busy all day, but I was listening to some stuff earlier. Uh, shot her, took off, was getting chased, wrecked the truck, right? Yeah. And then, and wrecked another, truck, like somebody, a new kind of. More expensive truck, too. Yeah. Well, I don't know that. But anyways, there was a chance. There was a guy that seen him whenever he wrecked. He was actually going to help to see if he was okay. And he shot him. Guy got out. Uh, I think he would, they were on the school property. But for some reason, the guy had uh, he had a pistol in his truck. He says that if he would have been able to carry wherever he was at with that whole situation, that he would have been able to take him out right there. But because of him not being able to carry, whether it was on the school property, uh, he had to run to his car. Once he saw that the the shooter got out and he had the gun, he took off, hauled ass to his car, tried to get the pistol, 
But that's whenever I think they said one of the back uh, where the teachers come in through that door was open, and that's where he went in and started shooting. And I saw that like I saw this today that he was actually outside for twelve minutes before he went in the school. Really, which makes me that that blows my mind that nobody in a kind of small West Texas town in twelve minutes nobody could pull a bolt gun out of the back of their window of their truck and drop the guy in 12 minutes. And the cops were, what I heard today was that the resource officer actually like drove by the guy Uh and didn't see him or apparently, but yeah, you're not supposed to be, uh, you're not supposed to have a gun with, I don't know the Texas laws are, you're not supposed to have a gun within a certain feet of the, of the school. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that guy was probably right. Like, he probably would have been carrying his pistol. Yeah. So, what causes a kid to get to this point? I would say no dad. I mean, that's that's the trend every single time. It's uh-huh. They don't have a dad, the which is why of, I want to talk about the masculinity. Lack, the lack of a dad, a father figure in, the, in his family, in his life. It's got to be part of it. I would uh-huh. say drugs is another part of it. Was he on drugs? I the, don't know. The, I, it doesn't say, but uh-huh. I'm just guesstimating, judging by the amount of American teenagers that are on some sort of drug. Yeah. And if he was like somebody who had a bunch of mental problems, he was maybe on some sort of antidepressants. Everybody's so pilled up now. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess we can't say he was on drugs, but I I don't know. Just looking at him. He looked like the type. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my main thing is just how how does the kid get so confused to where and the thing is like why isn't it it's been going on for so long well it's what was probably one of the earliest was Columbine, Columbine in our was lifetime the, that we remember yeah, that made that it that made it like uh, that made it famous was right Columbine. yeah the issue is kind of what kind of blew the whole school shooting and that up. was in the nineties that was in the late nineties I think mm-hmm. it was ninety nine. Yeah. When Columbine happened. But still, what, what, what's what been done other than background checks? Everybody talks about, let's get, let's get background checks going. They're, every time I've bought a gun, they've ran a background on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this guy passed him. Like, he, this guy waited until he was 18, went to the gun store, had no criminal record, which is blows my mind because apparently he had all sorts of problems. When he was a juvenile, that's yeah. another thing. If you're a juvenile, none of that shit goes in on your record. Yeah, like the thing is, like everybody's trying to push things because everybody's very emotional about it right now. But what's been done over all the times after after Parkland, after uh, Sandy Hook, after all this shit? What has the federal government? What has actually pushed to try to identify? Or what resources have been allocated to try to? Has there been a committee, an oversight committee, some something? Like, I don't know if you just saw the other day that there was an attempt on uh, George Bush. Uh, mm-hmm. Supposedly there was a murder attempt. Yeah. How, did they, how did they find that out? Why can't they do that the same, the same importance if, the, if ex-presidents of the United States uh, that have came and gone, uh, their safety is so important and everybody's trying to do this and the safety of the kids is so important. Why haven't they done well, that's anything? That's the other thing. Usually these people are known to law enforcement or to the FBI 
before they go on the shooting. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that came out the between the Facebook the, and buff, the one in New York the other day. I saw yeah. a news story today. Retired FBI agent had prior knowledge of the subject. And that happens of all the time. One. Of the buffalo of the buffalo. Shooter. Oh, of the buffalo one. But this one was known to police. He'd been arrested before. Police are always at his. We're constantly at his house for domestic disturbances with his mom. For the Uvalde one. Yeah. Really? Apparently, like he, one of his friends did it, or one of his ex friends did like an interview where he was saying like he used to drive around at night and shoot people with a BB gun. Uh huh. Uh, like with another friend of theirs. Uh huh. And egg cars and shit. And that kind of stuff just gets like people know about it. Think think about your own small town. Yeah. There's kids in the community who people know are like, yeah, that kid's a troublemaker. Yeah, that kid's weird. Yeah, that kid's doing this or that. I taught up at the school for four years. There was more than one time where there was rumors that one of the kids had threatened to shoot the school up. Hmm. That happened more than once in four years of me teaching, which either they either they actually did threaten it or there was a rumor that they were threatening it. At Beaver. Was there any knowledge of why they were doing it? Was there just kids bullying each other? Just, hey, you're weird, uh, we don't like you type of stuff, name-calling? Not not that, I, not that I've heard any of. Spe- any they, certain bullying is always or? like, uh, bullying is always held up as like, oh, so-and-so was bullied. Uh-huh. And that's almost held up as like, well, that's why. It's like, really? I know a lot of, like... You guys used to bully me for being fat. I didn't shoot up to school. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, it, you know, I, I dealt with Mexican jokes ever since. The first fucking joke the, I, that I can come up with, like, direct racism to me, we were first through third grade. Was it I me? Mean, no, it wasn't you. I'm not, <laughs> not going to say the name of it. But, yeah, it was a white kid. And he asked me uh, how, what, hey, what do you call of, uh, a bunch of Mexicans in, in line? A spigot fence. And I'm, I'm, a, and I'm a fucking second grader, and I have no idea what spick is. Yeah. I knew wet. I probably knew wet back, beaner, that, that those little ones. But I, to yeah, but spick is the stingy one. Spick is like the bad one. Not really. I don't. I mean, yeah, to some people or whatever. But none of them, none of them are really mess with me anymore. But. But still, at second grade, I didn't even know what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. How does a second grader, a seven, eight-year-old, if he's not hearing that shit at his house? This is prior internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? I it's, think that's it's another problem be, he's, he's, picking, he's picking up those roots from either the dad or an uncle. Or somebody's cracking those j- jokes at his you know, family mm-hmm. gatherings or whatever. And, of course, he starts picking it up and... But it, but still, even though all through that, all with that though, beaner, wetback, Mexican, fuck this, you know, wetback. I never wanted to come, come and shoot the school. This is this is off. To, how come nobody ever uses chili winder? Because that's always the one that I thought was the most phonetically funny. Chili winder. I never chili winder. You've I've never, never heard, chili, heard winder. chili winder. See, that's the one I have heard. Where? I don't know. Where is, this ra- where is this racist band of friends that you have that are called fucking <laughs> called chili, chili winders? winders. I'd heard chili winders. That's not even offensive. I know. That's, I But I don't know. Winding chilies? I don't know how what you do- wind a chili. Is there like a 
You know, I kind of feel. I kind of feel like a little bit. It's a little unfair that all the white racial slurs are so bad. Well, like cracker. Cracker's terrible. Here's one thing. Whatever. But no, it's not even. It's not even that bad though, because cracker supposedly is because white people used to be the whip cracker. It's not because you guys are fucking soft like I thought it crackers. Was, I or thought it was like white. That. I thought it was like a saltine cracker. No, that's what everybody did it. But supposedly, as far as I know, the, the cracker, cracker, the reason white people get called crackers or whatever is because we used to crack it, the, the original is because you were the the whip cracker. Statistically, probably not a lot of us. Like there wasn't a whole lot of slave owners, percentage wise. My ancestors didn't own, own any. We were Germans. Okay, but that's not what I was getting to. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting off the track. subject. This, the fucking point that I'm trying to make is even though with all that, with racism to, towards us or whatever, uh, fat, you know, appearance, mm. whatever it was, I the, never... The specific one that I heard on this kid was that he posted a picture of himself in eyeliner and people were calling him a faggot. And That's the specific one I heard. Oh, he I don't know if he was or wasn't. He kind of looked like he might be. Well, he was wearing fucking skirts. Though I seen him. I saw a picture. Stuff. I don't know if he that was, was wearing, real though. I think that might have just been like a picture that looked like him. I don't know if that's confirmed. Well, I don't know. Whatever but it did I look seen. like him. I know what you're talking about. I saw that picture of the. But whatever, whatever it was, I still never. I never felt like coming to shoot the school. So what I'm saying is like, what is it about these kids, where they're really so desensitized to. To be able to go out and take life or, you know, like that. Well, philosophically, it would be like a, a brand of nihilism where you don't care about anything. You don't think anything has intrinsic value or intrinsically matters, mm-hmm. which is nihilism, which I think is a, I don't know, an epidemic mentally in the country since there's been the... the push away from religion because mm-hmm. there's the religious adherence in the United States has dropped off a cliff. And if you, there are a lot of people who can have like no religion at all and still have a moral system, still have a, a system of, of belief. But there's a lot of people that if you don't have any sort of moral framework, then the only answer is like, well, nothing really matters. So there's, there's no such thing as right and wrong or good and evil. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of it. Is uh, a lot of these kids are little nihilists that don't care about anything, don't think anything matters. But uh, I see that, and I saw that teaching school. I mean, uh, there was a lot of kids that didn't didn't give a single shit about anything, and it's hard to blame them because that's what they hear twenty four seven on social media, right? Like there's there's no point to anything. Nothing matters. I feel like that uh, that's permeated the culture pretty bad. But uh, talking about Columbine earlier, I don't think anything of substance has really happened because the only thing that's happened is a push for an assault weapon ban. Like every time this comes up, there's a push for an assault weapons ban and all the people on the left say, we need an assault weapons ban, we need to ban AR-15s, yada, yada, yada. And all the people on the right, like me, say, no, you know, you, you, you can't take my gun because you're mad and because somebody else did something. Like, that has nothing to do with me. So that always causes a stalemate. 
So nothing really gets done on a federal level. And I don't know that that's like, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think the answer is on the federal level at all. Like this top down answer is like, oh, we can just pass a law that's going to fix this. That's mm-hmm. not how this is going to work, I think. And the other thing that nobody's learned since Columbine is apparently not to sit outside the school and just let it happen. Because that's what happened at Columbine. The cops sat outside the school for like an hour and a half or two hours while those kids rampaged in the school because they were treating it like a hostage situation. Mm-hmm. Same thing happens in Uvalde. The cops sit outside and they wait for over an hour and do not go in, do not breach the door and go into the school. And their excuse, I heard this today, was, well, we didn't think that, like, he went in that room and he shot all the kids and then he barricaded himself in. So there wasn't an immediate risk to any more kids. Go fuck yourself. There's kids in there that are bleeding to death right now while you're sitting outside holding your nutsack. Mm-hmm. And then that was the city police, the Uvalde police. And so then the border patrol shows up, the, the BORTAC unit, which is like, I didn't know this before this week, but I guess BORTAC is like the, the very serious group of the yeah. border patrol. Like, I don't know, border patrol's SEAL team, border patrol's Delta team. They showed up and not only did they show up, the cops in Uvalde tried to keep them from going in, like held the BORTAC team up. And wouldn't let them go in the school until finally the BORTAC team, I guess, just said, go screw yourself. We're going in. Busted down the door. The dude that killed the kid got uh, like a gray shot on his head. The bullet grazed his head and uh, he killed the guy. And that was an hour later. So apparently they've learned nothing from Columbine. Because if there's a school shooter... Everything says, like, if there's a school shooter, the only way to to do anything is to go as hard and fast at the school shooter as you can and neutralize the threat. And the, the Uvalde police today were talking about, like, well, the cops were in danger. They might have been shot and killed. Well, no shit, bro. That's your job, especially if there's, like, kids in there. No. I don't know how any of those, any of the Uvalde cops are ever going to, I don't know, live with themselves. If you're a cop and you're not willing to run into the gunfire, if it's a like a elementary school full of kids, you need to find yourself another fucking job. Yeah. That's my opinion. And anybody who doesn't like it can ask me about it in person if they like, because I'll tell you the same thing. Yeah. But that, that's what's been pissing me off the last few days, is the cops' response. I'm more mad at the cops than I am at all the people on the left that are screaming for gun control. I understand that mindset. It's wrong. It doesn't make logical sense, but I understand it. I don't understand the cop that's like, well, I was afraid I might get shot, so I'm not going to kick the door in even though he's in there killing grade school kids. I don't get that. I don't think a lot of people do, but... So so he does this. It's happened. What now? What, uh... What do you think will happen? Um, There's going to be another push for gun control. But gun control has been losing steam in the last few years, especially the last couple years since COVID, since all the BLM riots. Gun control isn't as popular as it used to be. Because there's a lot of people who who were kind of 
gun control people, and then they all watched the BLM thing happen, and they started to change their minds. I had a couple like cousins who were who were pretty like you know moderate polo you know polo shirt wearing moderate type people yeah. who all of a sudden after the BLM riots they were one of them bought an AR from me and he was like yeah my wife thought it might be a good idea finally to to have an AR I was like yeah probably I I understand that because you had a a BLM riot three blocks from your house but there's a lot of people like that who are not on board. Uh, with the gun control thing like they used to be. But the big push is going to be universal background checks, which we pretty much already have. The only way to buy a gun without a background check is to buy it through a private sale. Through, like, if, if I sold you a gun, yeah, I'm not legally required to have you go take a background check in Oklahoma. Yeah. But... That's the only way that people buy guns without a background check is private sales. And that's what they're going to try to shut down is private sales. They're going to try to make it illegal for for like me to sell you a gun that, without going through a FFL. That, that's the case though, like illegally, you know. Uh, they can pass whatever they want. Go ask Mexico. Go 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 anywhere in Mexico and uh, or anywhere else in Latin America where you if you want a gun, you're going to get one. Yeah. Especially if you, you don't care about the, the right law. People. It, yeah. It's not about a law. It doesn't matter. They, they've got strict gun laws over there. And what happens is all the people that want guns or whatever, they're going to get them. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you need And them, then if you're somebody who really, really respects the law and doesn't want to doesn't want to break the law, then you don't have one. And you're at the mercy of the people who've got them. Which it's happened times over in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Any state that they that they've passed any type of gun laws. L. A. New York. The strictest gun laws that uh, in Chicago. Whenever they did that, after they passed all the gun laws or whatever, crime rate went up, homicides went up. And their Chicago. their argument they, is they well, that's because. Their argument always is, well, it's because those guns are coming in from places outside Chicago. And if you just think about that logically, you're saying that the fact that I own an AR-15, I'm able to buy an AR-15 in Beaver, Oklahoma, is the reason that Chicago's crime rates are high. Okay, why aren't the crime rates through the roof in Beaver, Oklahoma, where every single dude has an AR-15? Yeah. I guess uh, the biggest thing that I'm trying to get to, what's the, is anybody putting up any solutions, anything, what, what's a plan of action that can be done? Because at the end of the day, everybody's just pointing the finger, okay, you know, gun control, we need this, we need that. What What's a good plan? Uh, laws work, like what I'm getting to is, laws work for people who are going to follow the law. Criminals aren't going to follow the law. So they don't care. We can pass everything through the Congress, Senate. The president, executive orders, whatever we want to do, it's not. It's not going to fix. It's the not going to fix the problem. Bad people are going to be there yeah. in the world. Do you want to hear the really sad answer? This is not a problem that you're going to fix unless no. Well, I you mean, fix the culture. You've got to, and you can't do that through the government. I don't know if it's so much the culture. It's. Let, let's let's think about it this way. One of the biggest problems: fatherless homes. So let me give you let me give you a law that would address that, but nobody's going to sign on to that law. Mm-hmm. Make divorces almost impossible. 
make uh, men like uh, legally require you knock a girl up, guess what? You get to marry her and you have to marry her and you can't get divorced. What about that? Anybody going to sign on to that? No. Well, there's a lot of Catholics. There's a lot of Catholics. Pretty pretty much there's be, a lot of there's a lot much, of people like you and me that would say hell Catholic, yeah. That what you said the whole divorce thing. It's the it being Catholic. So I'm married through the church. I got married through the church. I understood whenever I got married through the church, uh, there's gonna be ups and bads. I can't get married again. No, you're, I can go get divorced civilly, but I'm by the church religiously. I'm still married to my wife. Yeah. And I think that is until, something... Until one of us dies, we'll, we'll, we'll be in sin. If we go have mm-hmm. hook up with somebody else, that's a sin. We'd be living in sin, yep. going to hell. And that's what the, that's what the Catholic Church teaches. Until it's what, it's what a lot of traditional... So it doesn't matter like for conservative us. Conservative churches getting, teach. Getting married in the court wasn't, you know, that wasn't we have to do that because of laws and for tax purposes and all that stuff. But our marriage, mm-hmm. our valid marriage to us... Was through the Catholic through the church. church, through the church yeah. in the God in God's eyes. So, it's for us. It's until do death do us part. So, is it a lack of a? Here's the thing. Where ever since school started taking God out of the classroom, out of the school, all that stuff. Have you kind of noticed that a lot of these kinds of things have gotten sure a lot because more r- religion prevalent? religion provides a moral framework that society really kind of needs and we've known that since the late enlightenment there's even like philosophers like nietzsche and kant who are famous like just the framework also consequence yeah there's for for every action there's no there's no shame anymore it's there's no there's no shame tied to stuff like divorce anymore or or stuff like abandon like if you abandon your kids and like if you do that around here, there's some shame tied to it, right? But if you let's say you do that in the inner city, like you're you're a you're a deadbeat dad that just kind of abandoned his kids, there must not be a lot of shame about that in the inner city because the child or the the fatherless home rate is up in like the seventy eighty percentile, and if there was hard kind of pressure from the community. To keep that from happening, you wouldn't see eighty percent fatherless homes in in those communities, and that's that's you don't have like that's not where you get a lot of school shooters, but a lot of mass shootings are gang related. It's it's a different manifestation of the same problem, and the same problem is a lack of male kind of presence in the home. Because that's the people shooting people. The people shooting people are gangbangers in the inner city and school shooters like the one in Uvalde and, and Buffalo. And it all goes back to broken homes. And so the way you fix it is you fix broken homes. Mm-hmm. But can you do that with laws in the current climate? I don't think you can because nobody's going nobody's gonna to vote for those laws. Because we have too much of a... I would say we have too much of a a libertarian streak in us to vote for those laws. But I still don't think laws, I don't think laws of anything are going to be what 
fixes any of these issues. Me neither. Me neither. I think I think a lot of this stuff starts in your community and your in your public school wherever you guys are at. Uh, Having the right people on the school board to be able to pass certain like having like you're saying having the right like, people like that you just said in your community like I'm not gonna sit back and wait on Congress I can't even get our city officials to get their shit together you know with common sense things issues that we have here uh, let's say you know you know you know the issues I've kind of been going through but uh, we can't get city officials. How the hell are we going to get Congress try to figure out and keep my kids safe here in my community? You know what I mean? You're not. We're not. So that's no. not the, that's it, not the it's, thing. It goes down to, to you're going to have to rely on individuals. What I'm trying to, to do is it. like in our community, what are the issues? What is the steps that we can take to? Doors get locked now, right? Do the doors at the school Yeah, the doors at the school get locked. get locked. They're supposed uh, to always be locked. And for the most part, from what I've seen, they are. Are they? They aren't? They are. Oh, yeah. they are? They yeah. do a pretty good job. Mm, they do a pretty good job of that. Good. Uh, is there any way we could pay uh, somebody, an ex-military, somebody to be at certain entrances with the main entrance, going around, checking his job for, you know, 10 hours a day, whatever it is? I don't think you would have to – I don't think you need to add a position. I think you need to – there's plenty of people that work. This is my opinion, and it's probably going to piss people off. There's plenty of people that work at the school. You could sacrifice one of those people's jobs and instead give that job to a to a security resource officer. I mean, whether it's adding or taking, I mean, or if you have some, or if you have a small community school and you have somebody up there that you know is a reliable, competent person who has some degree of training and knows what they're doing not some degree you go talk not some degree of training high level of training i mean we're talking about our kids lives you know what i mean well that's why i say some degree of training because like do you think the cop like think about the city cops do you think the city cops have a high degree of training no no but that's what i'm saying like the problem is the degree of training that people need is another thing like you're just not going to get it what about the next military I'm sure we have ex-military people that have came back here in our we community. We do. Are they are they combat vets though? Or are they somebody? I don't who, know. I don't who know. Who cooked food? I just I just know. Are they that a it's, chaplain? I know are it's they, somebody. Uh, I know whatever. Even to degree, they probably went through more training than what any of our city cops do. Or even I, I used even, I used say, to shoot. Here's a, a here's an example. You were a teacher. Let's send you. Okay, you volunteer. We send you to. To Tactic, tactical school get you the good whatever whatever it is that you need uh, to do your job better uh, metal detectors certain cameras at certain points whatever there are cameras in the school I don't think metal detectors are gonna really I mean I don't think that's gonna help but it might but I don't I don't I think a metal detector would just cause a lot of stupid little problems instead yeah. of addressing the big problem. Well, still, I mean, but but what me, are the, me what for example, those are ideas. I don't, those are I don't ideas work there anymore. But if you take me for an example, yes, I w- I would have been a good person for that role, but I didn't have a cleat certification. But th- this goes back to the cops training. I used to I used to shoot competitive for a little bit just for yeah. just for fun, and in those shoots that I went to, they were IDPA concealed carry shoots. There was. A few cops who came and shot at those things. 
And what blew my mind as like a, I was like 21 when I was going to these things. What blew my mind, something I didn't really expect to see was if, if there was a cop, they were either really, really good or worse than everyone else. Mm -hmm. And that is because most departments require cops to certify like one time a year. And there's a lot of cops in the, in the country that shoot their service pistol one time a year. And they shoot it from me to that door right there. No moving targets. And it's a, it's a freaking joke, dude. Yeah. And when you, you're talking about the military earlier, like, yes, there is some training that goes in the military, but there, I think there's this misconception that like, oh, if somebody's been in the military, they're probably like a, hard charging like yeah, gunfighter I mean, what that's I mean, not I mean, that, that's case. just an idea of it but i mean of course there's always got to be a performance-based testing you know constantly keep training that person to get better and better I yeah mean, for the situation you know to get the proper training for an active shooter situation yeah but i don't i, mean, I don't know if that's a, a i don't know if that's a government mandated thing you want to do because anything you hand no, over, I'm not, to, like I said, it's not. I'm not going after government mandate. I'm talking about at the school board level, level, community level, because we already know much less. Maybe we could get a state law passed, you know, for the state of Oklahoma, but it's still going to take a lot more than us going here and just getting coming, bringing the community together where there's school board meetings or whatever. I mean, that's where we're going to pass school board meetings. The school board is what passes any type of uh, rules and whatever. I can tell you right now, if you, if you go to a school board meeting, they're going to say, we're like, well, we have a program in place right now, yada, 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 yada. And so I kind of like I was talking to him across the alley over here early. Well, we'll keep it in mind. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if there's anybody caring at school. There might be. I would imagine there's at least one person up there that is. Would be my but guess. It is but I can tell you right now. But just, it is allowed. Yes. Could you if have, you if you, you have, have the correct could, certifications? Could you have had one in your school in your room in your classroom? Well, I I'm not sure what the law is because I wasn't part of the program. But it would be something where you'd need to carry on your person. Like I, it wouldn't be like oh you should lock it in the desk no it should be it could be on your it hip. should be a it should be a concealed carry thing where so nobody Oklahoma, knows you have it so is it is it a school thing or is it an Oklahoma thing it's an Oklahoma thing it's an Oklahoma thing mm, it's a state so Oklahoma's already made that push so it's just we need to get you need to get somebody cleat certified somebody cleat 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 certified and there may be people that are cleat certified already I don't know we need to look into that a little bit more because that's something to actually. We, you know, we've got little kids that in a couple of years, they're going to be up there at that property on those school grounds. Mine's not. Mine's homeschool. Okay. Well, mine's probably going to be there. You don't want to join the homeschool crew? I don't know. We'll see. We'll put that school together. <laughs> see but, how many people we can make mad. <laughs> yeah. But, but either way, still, I mean, even if it's for ours or not ours, I mean, this is still part of the community. I'm yeah. going to have some type of relatives there. Some yes. Type of There's people you're going to care about that are going to be up there. Exactly, that are going to be on that school. So what can we do to actually start pushing? First I'll tell you right I, now, I know I, people, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know, know people that. that are still there So it's good that I would feel really comfortable if they were carrying. Yeah. Well, it's good to know because I didn't even know. I, did, I didn't even know that the Oklahoma already had something to where teachers or any of the faculty could have a weapon on them 
So that is you, something. You want to hear my like really extreme, super hardcore opinion? I don't think it should be tied to the the government, the school at all. I think it should be a very secret, closed group of men of the community who make the decision to carry and carry deep and just not say anything about it. Uh huh. That's that's my opinion. But man, people would like if the public were to like get wind of that or hear that, they would lose their minds, right? It's like, oh, somebody's secretly carrying up there. That would that would scare the bejesus out of people, right? But I mean, it's still it doesn't have to be a a secret or whatever. It's just like I think it would be better like if even, it was. like even though whatever whatever's in place right now seems to be something that could already get us. You know, it's even better. Like, why? Why seek? I think it's. I think it's good that people know about it because just knowing about it is a deterrent. Like, for example, the kids used to. The kids used to quiz me. That's what I'm getting. Every once in a while, like, hey, are you one of the teachers that carries? That's what I'm getting to. Most people, the most most places where they do that. What'd you say? Ninety percent of attacks are always on soft targets, Gun-free right? Gun-free zones, yeah. Gun-free soft zones. Soft targets. So, just people knowing, students knowing that hey, that some somebody of these has teachers couldn't be carrying any one of these teachers. They are all allowed to. Any the janitor. That's a deterrent. The mc- bus That's a deterrent. driver, whatever. It, it is a deterrent. I yes, it's a obviously deterrent. it's ninety percent of you know mm. effective. Maybe not ninety percent, but it is effective. Well, I don't know ninety percent. You don't. You don't see mass shootings happening at gun stores or gun shows. Um, Well, courthouses are gun free zones. I can tell you right. If if I wanted to walk into the Beaver County Courthouse and shoot it up, there's nothing stopping me but a sign on the door that says "Don't bring your gun in here." You know what I mean? Well, and the knowledge that there's people up there that are carrying a gun. Yeah. Because DAs carry guns. And there's other like cops carry guns. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. What I'm getting to is like we protect everything else with guns. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, all, I the, all these all these politicians on. that are calling for we gun control. We protect celebrities with they, guns. We yeah. protect uh, the presidents with guns. We protect lawmakers and all that. But for some guns. reason, we don't want to do it for the kids. Well, it sounds like here we can. That's yeah. actually it's good to know. Just. That you, came you didn't up know that going in? Yeah. I didn't know yes. that part here. Beaver has that Beaver has that capability. It's in the handbook even like it's it is allowed. You just have to have the right certifications. Well now it sounds like maybe people that can listen to this or whatever start pushing for your own communities, yeah. push for the state level. Push for the school a, to the pay school somebody to go take it. If I was still working at the school and I have a summer off, send them to a cleat course. You can do a cleat course over the summer, probably. Yeah. Send them down to take cleat, but you're going to have to pay for it. Well, it's not even that. Just put it to it, and I guarantee you most people in the community, I'll, I'll put in a thousand bucks. Don't even do that. Whatever. Personally, cut, I, would, I would put cut that Cut 10K off of the administrator's salary and use it for that. I would say cut the... Here's another issue that I've got. The, why don't teachers... Cut, cut, five, cut a couple K off of like what we're paying... A few people up there. Man, I'm going to get in trouble. We pay a lot of people to like uh, head coach sports. We pay a lot of money to administrators 
a lot more than administrators make really good money. Yeah. Cut a couple, like cut a thousand dollars off of three or four people up there, and send somebody to Cleet. I just I, or I think, or pay people an extra, you know. Hey, we're gonna pay you, you know, X amount of dollars, but we want you to go take a Cleet course. We'll pay you X amount more if you go or if you go take a Cleet right, course. Right, right. I mean, it's it's a it's a performance type base pay, like yeah. But teachers, there's a bunch of teachers that are bureaucracies. Yes. Very many. There's no teachers. A lot of people say that they're underpaid and all this kind of stuff. They're not. Uh, they're not. There's people, no. There's, there's a couple not. people. They obviously they get three. And months. the problem with they're three months. You just quit being a teacher, and you told me you're still getting paid. Well, teachers get paid for the year. That's it's a salary based okay, thing. And I'm else, saying I'm saying okay, nowhere, for the nowhere year. Else, nowhere else do you not get to show up? No and shit. Still for get three paid. months. Yeah. Maybe a That's couple true. others just, but in but most, at, on, in mo- in most to play, places... To play devil's advocate, I was making 30, 38K a year. Okay, but I've talked... But to it's 38K for for working, you know, nine months out of the year. Okay, that's exactly what I'm getting to. But, but there's you, teachers that are making a lot you, more than that. I was talking, but why? Because they've been there longer? Because they're coaching or... Yeah, that's the thing. They've been there longer, so we raise their pay. It's not merit-based... Just like anything with the government, it's based on oh, so and so's been here, yeah, been for here for so a long time. Long. So we're gonna. It's pay the them. only place where you can automatically get raises just for, for existing, for existing, for yeah. not quitting. Anything that's not merit based is a fucking problem. It is. It is, especially in this. We're teaching kids. We don't want these bum ass. If if you're a bad teacher, they're unhappy. Whatever, get out of here. I remember there were there. I'd walk into a couple classrooms where there's some of these teachers. They, they couldn't teach me to save their fucking lives. They did. They didn't teach me a damn thing. Yeah. It was the same monotonous routine to yeah. them every in, fucking day. In, in defense of that, the sorry, almost sorry, every Danny, if you listen to this for the F. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In every company, there's that though. So it's more pronounced when you see teachers because, well, like, still, when you're a kid, you go to like them. every year. Every year, you should be firing certain people. Your your top three underperformers, I whatever. I don't disagree. Fire them because it's a waste. Of, it's a waste of time for you, time and money for you, and a waste for of the time, community. Waste of time for tax them money. They're not there to perform. Obviously, they're not there. They don't like it. They're not excelling at whatever it is they're doing. If they move on to the next job, they they might actually come across the thing that actually fulfills them and they can actually exactly. excel at. That's the scary thing about teaching cuz a lot every of people year, a lot of people school, get into teaching and that's what they do for the rest of their lives and it's very enticing because as soon as you're a teacher, you know I get every holiday off. I get three weeks for Christmas. Not only I get you get it off, you get break. paid. I get I get an entire summer off. That's super enticing to people because if you live like that for a few years and then all of a sudden you get thrown back into the real world where you got to work 12 months out of the year and you don't get two months for Christmas, you don't get a summer break, you don't get a week in spring, you don't get every single government holiday off, exactly. all of a sudden you start going, well, God, I don't want to do this. I tell I'm you, used to summers off. In the line of work that we've been in, we get maybe two holidays, and that's maybe. Maybe Thanksgiving. They always try to give us Thanksgiving. Or and Christmas. Thanksgiving and Christmas. The rest of them are make-believe fucking holidays. Yeah. Yeah. 
For for a lot of people, Thanksgiving in the movies. oil field, in the trucking industry, that's how you live. You d- there are no holidays. No, but still, in, in the in sector, the in the field. livestock sector that that we're in or whatever, it's it's like being a farmer. If you got cattle, if you you know there is no there's holiday. no holidays. Yeah, cows and any type of livestock, they don't quit eating because yeah. it's Christmas. or or the oil field. The oil is always moving. There are no holidays yeah. in in drilling. There's no ho- there's no holidays in in pumping wells in producing. But back to what I'm saying oil. is there is underperforming teachers at the at these schools that could be. How dare you, sir? How dare you suggest that teachers aren't all heroes? Because they're, they're, <laughs> they're not. Because they're not. They're fucking. Nobody out. is. It's it's one of the only jobs where like just for being that everybody is like. Convinced that they have to pretend you're the greatest thing ever. I tell you, out of my whole cops, teachers, who were, who would you say that actually impacted me? As a teacher, I think Coach Stalder. He really tried to. He hated my guts, but I learned a shitload from him. I. I Mr. Lee, he I learned a lot from Mr. Lee. That held me accountable for a lot of the dumb shit that I did. Mm -hmm. He held me accountable. And at the time, I didn't like him, but now I do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tom Lee. Mr. Lee. Tom Lee was a great teacher. Uh, even though uh, sometimes it was a little weird, I never... Uh, uh, Coach Jones. Coach yep. Jones was a good teacher. Have you noticed, that, ask, uh, have you noticed the three too. that we've named so far have all been... Men. Yep. But I like Miss McVeigh, though. I yep. love Miss McVeigh. I she, was, she was a great teacher. Yeah. Uh Going back, me and Miss Mountain butted heads a lot, but she was good. Miss Mountain was good, and I'll tell you one of the ones that I just—I was going through a phase where I was transitioning from a from a rapper to a country boy, uh, but it was around junior high. Uh, Mrs. Hamilton, she was she, really good at teaching grammar. Yeah, and she organization. Was very good. Yeah, and. There, there were other good ones too. Other than that, I don't want to. I don't want to put the ones that I think are bad on blast. But there, we had some bad teachers too. Yeah, I won't put the bad ones on that. But those were the ones that, I, that I'm going to say that made an impact on me. Like honestly, on the way that I was, Coach McVeigh, he was good too. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was on the football field. Yeah, and for me in yeah. track, for me in track, Coach Schleschman, Coach Schleschman, uh, early in junior high track. He's the one of the ones that kind of called me. He and made you, me better at debating because we argued all the time. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was more. He was one of the younger teachers that we got. That actually, that we I didn't kinda, really realize. Like he was when when I was in school, he was like our age now. Yeah, and that was like he was in the position when we were in school that I was when I was teaching, and, I, yeah. and that was kind of interesting. For well, me. he's the one. He's one of the ones in junior high. He called me for for my effort. I went from a point from 7th to 8th grade where I just, I don't know why, I my speed or whatever in long distance, whenever 7th to 8th grade, I made a big jump. I don't know how the hell I got faster, whether I got taller, whatever it was. In my 8th grade year, I was just killing everybody. Every time that we'd run, we'd kill them. So what, naturally, in practice, man, I, I was freeloading. I was jogging. I wouldn't give no effort, this and that. He's one of the first coaches where he put me aside. He's told me, you know, hey, you think you're hot shit right now? Wait till you get up into high school. You know, you're over here wasting our Lolly time or whatever, and this, this, and that. That's one of the times I went home and I was like, God damn, he really did that? <laughs> I'm over here, you know, I'm winning first place at all these places, and he's going to, you know, 
tell me I'm not fucking working hard. Mm-hmm. And, what, and at the time when you're a kid, you don't get it. What I learned from that, though, is I don't have to just work hard. You have to work hard to get ready for the for the race. You know what I mean? Right. Because there's somebody else who's working, working hard. hard. That's just as Practicing. good as you. Because there's always somebody Maybe better than you Maybe not even as good as me, but they might be worse. We had time to go. I was in eighth grader. I had so much more to improve. There's no telling how much I could have, how much better I could have been, you know, if I'd have been taking it a little bit more serious. Serious, just because I was winning all the time didn't mean. But, but back to the point. It goes back to, I think, the teachers. We got to be turning them over a little bit more because I think they could have a big impact. Every every other job, there's higher turnover than teachers. Teachers are this protected thing that nobody wants to fire, and that's that's silly. Anything government, anything government, like nobody ever gets fired if they work for the government, and that's ridiculous. Because those are people that we're paying with our tax money. Okay. So we got on this point. I mean, what happened happened. Uvalde was Uvalde. It's it's sad, heartbreaking. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of reading about it because it's making me sick to my stomach. Since I had a kid. Shit like that hits me way harder than it used to. Of course it, it does. Of course I it used does. to read stuff like that, and I was like, yeah, that's sad. And yeah. now that I have a kid, dude, last night or the night before last, I just laid in bed for a solid hour and stared at my kid thinking about shit. Yeah. And and I like, I didn't understand this kind of – the depth of this stuff until I had a kid. I can't imagine But my advice is buy a gun yourself, train yourself. Damn. Well, don't train yourself. Get trained or like find a vehicle to to get trained and carry your gun because nobody is coming to save you except for you. And nobody right. and there's a, your community is relying on you to do something. And that is something that our society has completely forgotten because there's no heroes anymore. We got rid of all the heroes. We don't have any – like the, the, the idea of, of heroes is lost and just bastardized with all these shitty Marvel movies that are just – they're all crap. But the, like the Greeks had all these great ideas about heroes and, and the Romans and medieval uh, Europe had all these great ideas and – and early America had all these great ideas all the way up through like the 50s with the Westerns and the John Wayne. And there's the hero with the white hat riding in to fight the outlaw with the with the black hat. And yeah. then after the after the 60s, we gave up on that romantic, heroic ideal and we haven't had it since then. And if you don't have a bunch of little kids who believe in heroism and trying to be the hero – those people grow up and and they don't strive for that because nobody's ever going to be the absolute great hero. But if nobody's striving for it, you're not going to have you're going to have a whole bunch of cops in Uvalde, Texas, sitting around with their thumb in their ass because they don't want to get shot and waiting for that one guy from the Bortac unit to show up and say, hey, I'm going to go in and shoot this guy. And he gets shot in the head and he kills the guy because... I guarantee you that guy grew up with a heroic ideal that he was chasing since he was a little kid. That yeah. dude wanted to be Achilles. That dude wanted to be Hercules. That guy wanted to be 
Charlemagne. That guy wanted to be John Wayne. And yeah. that's the reason he ran in that room and blasted that guy when everybody else was scared about dying. Yeah. And we don't have enough of that anymore because we're too beat down and pessimistic and cynical and and we don't believe in, in heroicism anymore. Yeah, like I, like what I'm getting at though, and I believe all, all that stuff's good too, but there's got to be something else that we can get to where it doesn't have to. There's a lot of other things that we can do to, to deter to where these things are not happening as frequent, especially at schools. Yeah, I, I, I think there needs to be... There the, needs to the be schools a, need to be protected be, the same way needs, that that Congress, there Senate, has to be a Supreme Court, celebrities. There needs to be there needs to be somebody with a gun at the school protecting it. Yes, because that's Multiple the way we guns. protect everything else. Multiple guns, if we can get them. You're right, and that's the uh, way to fix it. But that's just a that's medicine that is treating the illness. It's not curing the illness. But I think that goes back to what I'm telling you. There's evil in the world that that we're not going to cure it. It's there's always going to be evil. No, I, I think we evil. can make it better with the right mindset and culture. But that's probably not happening. Well, either. yeah, but the culture takes years and years, decades, uh, multiple Centuries. decades to yeah. to fucking change. Let's not worry about. Let's we know the culture where we live, pretty much rural America. Farm life, yeah, pretty much blue collar. I think it's families. on the decline because I think we're the last stronghold of that. I don't think so. I don't think it's on a decline. It's we'll have to disagree. People that grow up here, we know what happens. Trust me, I've I've got a kid that just graduated. He's been working with me. The little cousin of mine. Which one? Uh, Adrian Gonzalez. Adrian. Yeah. Uh, he's a good worker. He's a good worker. All right. Real I good. Like to hear that. He was a bad student. Adrian, you were a bad student. I'm glad to hear you. I good was worker. a bad student. I know. I was a bad student. I work I, I work care. for a guy who was a bad student. No, but he he's a he's a great work. All shows up on time. That's one of the first things that I can tell you. Uh he never asked, Hey, are we done yet? To whatever if I tell him, Hey, we're we're gonna go over here and do this, we're gonna go do that. Uh I don't see him on his phone. He's there to work. I've never been so proud of Adrian. Where was this when we were reading 1984? Because he didn't want to fucking read. (laughs) I know. He didn't want to be on a lake somewhere fishing. I I hope that in like 10 years he kind of realizes that that stuff was That's the disconnect too also that I think this world has that if kids aren't interested in school and reading this, this, and that, hey, we got to get another – Type, there's got to be other types of teaching. I think from the high school level, hey, some of these I think kids, so too. some of these kids don't want to go to college. Right. I didn't want to go to college. I, I, been, I knew it was going to be. I a told waste. kids the whole time I was up there, like college might not be the thing you want to do. I knew it was going to be a waste of money because I can't, I can't listen to people talk about numbers and math and this equation. I don't care. I don't care. Show me. I, I, I just knew I would fall asleep. I, I was not interested in it. At all. And then, but talk about maybe a little welding. Let's uh, learn how to build some things. Uh, a little more proactive type, get my blood flowing type of activities. I've done well. I've The last the last six years, I've made over six figures. Uh, I've Ever since I graduated high school, my income has started at one place, and I've never gone back. It's gone up, up. gone up, and it's still going up. 
I didn't go to college. I barely graduated high school. Yeah. And you know what? You and then Dylan, who also in our class didn't graduate college, you guys are probably more economically successful than almost every one of us that went to college. Dylan, you make more money than I do. And I went to college. I got a degree. Like I, I have a whole bunch. Of, like I'm overeducated. Like I, it's not doing me. I like it. I'm a nerd. I'm into life, it. But it doesn't. It doesn't do me any. There's no economic gain. I'll for tell me. you, in business, being too smart hurts you. Because you over well, you overthink things. I think for some people it does. I think you're right. For some people in a, in in a lot of roles. No, no. It says is people confuse. Being smart for experience. Yeah. I, I guarantee you, a lot of the times you can come with me and do certain things and be like, God dang, well, where'd you fucking learn? How'd you learn all these things? Because I fucked up. I was doing it. I fucked up. Now I know not to do that again. Yeah, but you need common sense. And in, in what you're talking about, you need people like with common sense, though. You can't have morons. I don't think. I, like, I, well, yeah, yeah, I get, I get it, but I mean... Because I've had more. How, how are we? You have people me. that aren't aren't book smart but are pretty sharp. Yeah, those are the people you want. If you get somebody who's really book smart, a lot of times those people have like a an inflated vision of themselves and how much money they should be making and how successful they should be because they have a fancy degree and they're pretty smart. You don't want that either. No. And you don't. And you don't want the person who can't read. No, well, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, you need basic level, I'd say 8th grade. You need problem-solving skills, though. You don't want somebody who can't, like, solve problems. But still, how do we get to that, though? Like, I could probably tell you, I could send you over here with me. We were, we were plumbing in. We, there was a house that had a water leak, okay? If I can tell you, hey, how many 90s do we need? What what all pieces do we need? How many feet of this? Uh, yeah, solving problems. What, what size of pipe do we need? This, this, and that. You don't. You can't solve that problem. Even though if you're great at problem solving, you don't know the terms or the sizes of pipe or whatever. Yeah, the, the, I get what you're saying. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. In this other industry. So just being a good problem solver doesn't... Sometimes it's just some. I'm telling you. Sometimes being too smart can hurt you. Maybe that's why I, I just like bounce around, do a new job every few years. <laughs> but now, guess what I'm saying is, in school, there's this stigma of I don't have a 4.0 GPA. I'm not a good student. Uh, I got caught drinking in high school, and there's a stigma that I, I remember. I remember there was uh, there was a guy. Uh, one of my friend's dads came home and told me, hey, this guy was talking shit about you. And I had to say something to him because I would gotten a DUI in high school. And, okay, yeah, I did. Who else wasn't drinking in high school, though? I got caught. But mm. I was going to be a bad kid. I was going to wind up in jail. I was going to do this, 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 and that. And, like I said, I think I'm happy with this as far as the economic success. I'm married. I have a child. I would say you got like a social success, spiritual success. Spiritual success. I'd say you're spiritually successful. And that's the thing that a lot of people, who's to say what the measure of success is to certain people? You know what I mean? Because whenever it comes to, let's say, economic success, for to have economic success, whenever you get into a business, 
there's a lot of sacrifice. Your family suffers a lot. Mm-hmm. They sacrifice time away from you. You got to be away. Uh, that's why a lot of people who is it like Donald Trump? How many times has he gotten married? Yes, yeah, several. There's several times, but he had to do. He did what oh, he did. I, I've his, I've made decisions his like kids suffered. I used to make a lot more money living in the city. Me and Aaron were both making all kinds of money, and I gave that up because I would I would rather make less money and and not be in that position. Right. If you want if you want to be hyper successful and make a shitload of money. You have to sacrifice things like but time with your kids. But that's what I'm saying, though. And- I'm successful in what aspect, though? Let's talk about – we talk about success financial, right? Finances, yeah. uh, spiritually. Spiritual success. Where you at there? Family, uh, health. If we start dividing it into categories, most of those people – You need a, a balance of all of well, I mean, let's try to let's yeah, exactly. Let's try to. If get you want to be really, more. if you want to be truly successful, you need a balance of all those things. Yes, finances, health, spiritual. If we start dividing it into certain things, let's talk about okay. Hey, yeah, hey, he's got money. He can pay everybody. That guy can afford everything he wants to afford. Okay, okay, finances check. He's doing good. Okay, what about his health? Oh no, he's a big old oh, fat, big old bitch. fat guy. Yeah, he always eating the fast food. He's a trucker. He's out there drinking forty four ounce. He's caffeined all the time. Uh, soda pop, Red Bulls. Okay, drinks that's a bunch of whiskey. That's gonna a, die when he's. That's 60. an ex spiritual. Okay, no, he's spirit. He's not spiritual at all. He's a uh, money, money, money. He worships the money. Okay, that's a bad one. Okay. Uh... What's another one that we can say? Spiritual, health, finances. I would say those are the big three. Okay. Family. I mean, family was... Family. I think that there was probably... Go. I think family's probably tied Fam- to that spiritual yeah. thing. Well, no, no. But it's a different thing, though. Because you can still be... You can have a family, a perfect family, and there's people that aren't spiritual at all. Okay. But we break that one down. Hey... He's got his family. Oh no, he's been married a couple of times. The women—they're always after him. He's got the money, you know. He—he uh, he got married to one. He got kids with a couple of different other girls. Okay, no, okay. That one guy that you thought you wanted to be like, you start breaking it down. He's only success. got one. He's only got one category of those. He's four. only got one category category that he's constantly having success in. The rest of them have been failures. Yeah. He's three or four marriages. You know, he's not spiritual. He's the only people. The only guy. The only person he cares about is himself. Yeah. He's worshiping himself. Exactly. Other than finances, so you can't just measure somebody's success by how much money they're making. Yeah. Or and I would even add like a fifth category of like intellectual. There's people Intellectual, are wickedly exactly. smart. Does he read? But they they're not making any money, or they're they have bad health and like there's because that does help you. Like there is a there's an aspect to success of intellectual. That's where I'm getting to. There's another part where we got we're we're a generation sold on if you didn't go to college you weren't successful. Money. So much education, education, education. If you go to college. You're going to make it. We were yeah. a generation trained for working for somebody. Mm. Why is it? We got sold to know you got to go to college to get a good job. To get you a good paying job, you got to go get get that college and degree. And that was bullshit. got to get that college degree. Yeah. Exactly. And they're still, they're still selling that kids, to kids today, and that is not true. You do not have to go to college to make decent money. 
So here's my thing. Why college? You know colleges don't pay taxes on anything, on any of their income. Colleges. They've got a good racket. It's because the education system is all tied together. University. You have a, you have a high school system. It's tied directly to that college system. And then the college system gets bukus of money from the federal government at all tied together. Okay, so all colleges, colleges do this thing that they put their money, all their money, a lot of the money, extra money that they have, they put it into endowments. Look it up. Each count, whatever college you went to and all this, put it in uh, Harvard endowment. That's probably the richest one. $53 billion that they're sitting on. Mm-hmm. $53 billion plus what they just keep adding every single yeah. year. And they want to... And they want to take tax money from they you. They want to take to to pay off student loans. Exactly. Debt. They want to mm-hmm. make me pay my fair share. Mm-hmm. They want to make me pay my fair share. Whenever you know when all that started, when the government started saying, "Okay, we're going to subsidize colleges so that more people can go to college," and we'll say, "Okay, we're going to give you college," you know, you know, whatever it is, Harvard, you know, ABC State. We're going to give you X amount of money. So that uh, so that you can kind of hand that money out and bring more kids into college that wouldn't have been going. Maybe they have money problems. Maybe they're not as high up on the economic status. That way you can bring those people into college. And what did all the colleges do? They said, that's awesome. We're going to take that money and we're just going to double our tuition. Because you're going to give well, us all this. Thing. We're just going to, we're going to keep making just as much money as we were. And we're going to take that and we're just going to add it to that. That's what I'm getting at. The money, the money that you pay for college for what you're going to get out of it is nowhere near. In 1980, huh. the average salary for people coming out of college was 21000 40 years later, right now, what's the average salary for people that come out? It's just above 50000 yeah, and that's. Do you know what the cost of going to college was? Oh, you could go for a couple thousand a semester. I'm sure. Couple thousand a semester is my guess. Uh, the price. You could work your way through college back then. And now, if you want to go to anything but okay, kind of a small so, state college. So what I was getting at was the rise from twenty one thousand to fifty thousand. What's that in percentage of? Uh, Oh, I have no idea. Uh, what what has gone up? The income, the income for it's a little over like one hundred twenty some percent. And inflation, you got to throw uh, that in. One hundred twenty some percent. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, you're getting more nowadays. Okay, your, your income, the money. Yeah, but are you? Because the money's worth money's worth okay. so much less okay. now you, that you are, but you're not. But yeah. okay, the increase was about one hundred twenty some percent. In salary for what you get now out of college, the cost of going up to going to college is almost near twelve hundred percent. Yeah, it's that like government money. How did the cost of going to school go up by eleven hundred percent? Because it's a racket. And what you get at the ROI on that investment is only one hundred and twenty. Yeah. Oh, it's a it, dude! It's a racket. It's it's basically a Ponzi scheme. It's a fucking fraud. It's yeah. one is the biggest fucking scam pulled on kids, uh, the our whole generation. Mm-hmm. And this the one that's going there now. Everybody, I don't know. One of the persons that I thought were didn't have any college debt, uh, no student loans, got in there, got out quick. I just found out not too long ago that they still paying on college loans. Mm-hmm. Good paying job. 
So that's what's the measure of success? I haven't had debt in I don't know how long. I never got it. How so? Who's who's in a better position? The kid that didn't go to college, got a plumbing job, uh, bought a little forty thousand dollar house. That kid has it paid off. Period. Financially, who we start measuring numbers, debt to to yeah. wealth. And the other problem is those kids that go to college think that they're like on another intellectual level and they're really not like all all the stuff that I have learned that has actually made me more intellectual. I did not learn in college. I maybe learned 10% of it in college. All the rest was post-college me reading on my own, me studying on my own, all that I learned after college. Yeah. Like all those books that I've been teaching for the last four years in school, I didn't learn them in school. I was re- I read those books on my own because after I got out of college when I was working, I was like, you know, I'm going to go back and I'm going to read all these classic novels that we were supposed to read in school that I didn't. It's the only reason I knew all of them. I didn't learn them in school. <clears throat> so I think the answer is don't go to college. Get yourself a decent paying job. And then if you're somebody who actually wants to become educated and enlightened the library is free the internet has every single book you'd ever want to read on pdf with one youtube there's so many subscription based types of things that you can get on nowadays to learn whatever it is that you want to most of the time i I learned how to do electrical work on houses off of YouTube. youtube yeah and if if you think college degrees aren't aren't as important as everybody thinks they are now, what, what are they, wait till they make them free. What, what wait is, until college is free. That piece of paper isn't going to mean nothing. It already doesn't mean much to anybody who knows. Well, it's just like Cuba or whatever. People that get their stuff in uh, Cuba, you, there's doctors. Doctors that get all their certification in Cuba. They come here. They got to go through medical school again. Because the U.S. won't recognize it. But anyways, what I'm getting at is... Go to college if you want to be a doctor, lawyer. Well, don't be a lawyer. Don't don't be a lawyer. We don't need any more lawyers. Engineer, doctor, engineer, pharmacist. Pharmacist, yeah, I guess. And then they make it where you you have to if you want to be a teacher. That's another thing, though. I may not even recommend that because some of those those are the highest most amount of years that you're gonna have to spend in school. Any doctor would. There's a listen to the Dave Ramsey show. Some of the worst people in debt are lawyers doctors. and doctors. Mm-hmm. And doctors, but we whenever, need doctors. Whenever, whenever we need doctors, doctors, Ivan. We need good doctors. Yeah, especially in this town. And I don't know how good ones we got. We don't. But anyways, uh, what I'm getting at, I got lost. Don't go to college or do. I I don't recommend to be a doctor unless you're going to work your ass off and pay them fucking student loans because you're going to wind up with in a bad financial. If you're going to to college, you better know what you're doing. You're going to have to work and you're going to have to pay that stuff down because you're going to most most doctors and lawyers wind up with a couple hundred thousand in student loans. By the time you try to pay that back, it's going to be trouble. It's a lot. Because when you're going to finish school and you're going to feel like, hey, you earned, that you deserve a car, a brand new car. You're going to, you've been in school for 10 years. You're ready to buy a home. Before you know it, you're over a million dollars in debt. Yeah. Especially if you marry a doctor or a lawyer. 
Dude. Some of the worst people off are doctors and lawyers that marry each other. Whenever a doctor marries a doctor or a doctor marries a lawyer, that is some of the worst debt that gets racked up in this country. Yeah. I guess as long as you're paying it. I think the debt depends on your state of mind because there's some people that have all kinds of debt and just don't care. It it bothers me, though. Being in debt bugs me. I look at my mortgage and it bugs me. Yeah. No, I get it. And there's people that are completely, and that is a, kind of a... One of those like kind of like a risk management, how how much you can, uh, how you can handle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How much you're willing to take on because I can't live with it. I don't like it. I don't like it either. That's my I my like. I would like to get to where my house is the only debt I have. That would be nice. Yeah. But I have two car payments. Right now, that's where I'm at. But that's uh. That's kind of where I'm at. Like I said, I think kids, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity out there. The world's not as bad as everybody seems. No, there's a lot of employment opportunity. Employment, just everything. Uh, turn off the news. Fucking news or... Put your phone in your pocket. Get you a flip phone. Yeah. I'd get a fucking flip phone in a heartbeat, dude. I, I'm too They don't even to sell them anymore. Yeah. yeah. You have to go get like a special one somewhere if you want one. Huh. I want something with no data. That would be nice. I, I use mine too much, though. I feel like I'm... This might sound a little cocky. I feel like I'm smart enough that I don't need to get any fucking smarter. <laughs> uh, the problem is like... I feel... With a lot of, with a lot of our jobs... You almost have to have a smartphone nowadays to like, cause you're constantly looking stuff up, Send or you're like pictures and pictures. And it's that, it's whatever. we've integrated it so much into the way we live our lives that we we're not gonna be able to to get away get away from them unless everything blows up and we don't have them anymore and we're talking on radios or tin cans with string. These ain't going away, but you shouldn't give one to your kid. I'll tell you that much right now. Did you ever watch that uh, podcast that I sent you about uh, the PBD podcast with uh, that guy with uh, the nuclear weapons specialist guy? I listened to some of it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I listened to like half of it, I think. And then I got distracted and I, I never went back and listened. That one. You listen to that one. You realize that we are very fucking vulnerable to yeah. the power. Especially grid. our electric grid. We're Yeah. yeah. It could happen. People need to be ready for it. Nobody like I feel like I I'm I'm better prepared than a lot of people. I'm way less prepared than than a lot of people. But there's a whole bunch of people that if things went to shit would be eating each other within a week cuz they don't like they they don't even have like a I don't know, a week's worth of food on hand. Or, or if suddenly the water shut off, they'd be out of water. They have no water, no way to get water. You can go three days without water, that's it. You'd have people drinking out of uh, puddles and getting uh, bacterial infections within within the first week. Bad. I forgot what the... If we'd listen to that again, I need to get the numbers on that. But yeah, I think they said within 30 days, I don't know how much of the population would fucking die. I've, I've heard that say, before. There'd be like a lot of like people dying. It's, it's a high number. It's up to a third to maybe I think, even half. I think a lot of that, it, like when I was, when I first heard that statistic, 
I was like, no way, that's way overblown. And now I think I still think it's maybe a little bit overblown because I think humans are more adaptive and resilient than that gives them credit for. I know, but they're still pretty helpless. I think we got a lot of fucking mouth breathing idiots out here. There would be people who would sit on their couch and starve to death. Yeah. For, for sure. There really is. I wrote that in my book. That just with the elderly, just people that really can't. Yeah. That wouldn't because be able there's to a lot of people that aren't going to take care of them. Mm-hmm. No, I when I was when I wrote that book several years ago, that was one of the first things like I wrote in there was like uh, the guy goes into because it's a like a post-apocalyptic book, and the guy's like scavenging through this town. He goes into an apartment, and there's just like a skeleton sitting on the couch, and that was like a. Like a, this is this is what would happen to people. They would sit on their couch waiting for help and starve. Because I really think that would be that would be a I good think that's percentage. Kinda, I think that's kind of the whole uh, premise of the whole podcast today. Don't wait on fucking Congress to. Nobody's coming to save you. Don't, don't exactly. Don't wait on Congress to find, save you. Find a hero to emulate. Em- embrace heroism. And masculinity. That's that's the message. What are we gonna play? We'll do we'll do one more song. You do one. Well, what do you got? You put me on the spot. I don't play as much as you do. Oh, that's the only song I play. That, that's the only song. Mm-hmm. I tried to learn one the other day. We can try it. I'll probably mess it up. Like last time, I just played a uh, one that I always knew. And I feel like whatever. I don't play anything whatever, else. Whatever you want I'll mess to. it up. Let me see. Let me just like hit a couple licks here. Take see what us we home. Got. Take us home. this up I just know I am alright we'll try it though Play something else. Maybe Seven Spanish Angels. Give me some Seven Spanish Angels for this one. I wonder if I still remember that one. 
voice when I need to capo too. I got this high voice and I don't want to have a high voice because we're talking about masculinity. You got to have a low voice. But it's a beautiful voice. down into her brown eyes and said, say a prayer for me. Threw her arms around him and said, God will keep us free. They could hear the riders coming. He said, this is my last fight. If they take me back to Texas, they won't take me back alive. There were seven Spanish angels at the altar of the sun. They were praying for the lovers in the valley of the gun. When the battle stopped and the smoke cleared, there was thunder from the throne. The seven Spanish angels took another angel home. She reached out and picked the gun up that lay smoking in his hand. She said, Father, please forgive me. I can't make it without my man She knew the gun was empty She knew she couldn't win But her final prayer was answered When the rifles fired again There were seven Spanish angels At the altar of the sun They were praying for the lovers in the valley of the gun when the battle stopped and the smoke cleared there was thunder from the throne and seven Spanish angels took another angel home there were seven Spanish angels at the altar of the sun they were praying for the lovers in the valley of the gun. When the battle stopped and the smoke cleared, there was thunder from the throne. And seven Spanish angels took another angel home. All right, I'm gonna practice next time before one. I come in. I'm that's gonna learn. I'm gonna learn at least one song. That's a that's good my, one. That's my. That's a good one. That's my job for next time. Give me a little reckless learn one Kelly. Song. Give me a little reckless Kelly. We're gonna save it for next time. No. Because I don't think I'm prepared. Dude, you are prepared. We're signing off. We're an hour and thirty. You said an hour. See y'all next time on the on the hometown heroes part three. It's coming.